Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Eight twenty-one Central African Time. Can you feel the power? Can you feel the Juma spirit? Can you feel the mountains of Hey Cape Town people? Can you feel it in you? Hey, can you see it? Can you feel that cold coming from there? But someone that warms spiritually is our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith Daaf and the Boakap. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And who handed met Ivan Ochunt? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Respected listeners, Shabbat. And uh, all our people out there, alhamdulillah, what a wonderful uh, Jumu'ah, you know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us on this uh, auspicious day, everything good this side, alhamdulillah. Hey, I can see that in scarf's crowd, you have some scarf on the braai there. Very early you started uh, Mufti Saab. Some Kurbani Barakah that uh, comes to the Madrasa every year at this time, Alhamdulillah, people very generous. And we are in scarf's crowd also, Shafat, surrounded by Kurbani farms also, G. Oh, mashallah. Looking at all the questions coming through, we have advertised it extensively from the morning and it's flooding, Mufti Saab. It's literally flooding with questions. This one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Umrah opened up for vaccinated people only. What is your views? Should we apply, Mufti? Yes, Shafat, it's not so easy to apply. You know, you know that you have to go uh, under quarantine first, even with your vaccine, uh, your vaccination card. Uh, you have to go in the most probably uh, Jordan would be the easiest, but it is expensive. Also, you have to stay 14 days there. So another 10, 15,000, then you have to cough up when you go there. Then they've only opened it up for vaccinated people, 18 and upwards. So uh, you'll only be permitted one Umrah. And that Umrah permit is only valid for three hours, and you need to leave the haram after each uh, salah. Uh, so that you have to bear in mind. And then also that uh, uh, there's other rules as well. So uh, if you have a permit, for example, uh, then you in your arrive in Makkah, and you have to get active. There's specific timings uh, for a person, and you have to apply for salah also. Uh, you can't just go in and perform salah. And uh, you will not be allowed to perform tawaf also. So it's a very a different kind of umrah. People should take note of all these things uh, before applying. Uh, I can't tell the people to go or not to go. It is entirely their choice, uh, Shafat. But be in mind that uh, you have to add another 10, 14, day, uh, 14 days at least uh, to your trip. So a two-week umrah trip normally will be like one month now. So Allah make it easy and open up the haram as we know it and as it always been, inshallah, ji. You know, Mufi Saab, the irony of the situation is, uh, yeah, the tourists, they can go to pop concerts and they can go to this and that virtually at, you know, a minimum price, you know, have all the haram things. But here for a spiritual journey, look at the hardship, uh, Mufi Saab. You know, what goes through your mind when you think like that? I can tell you, uh, Shafat, uh, that when I went to Umrah, uh, I think two years ago, uh, there was a concert in Riyadh as well. And two weeks ago, there was a Nancy Ajram, the Egyptian uh, singer concert in Riyadh as well, packed to capacity. You know, they only permitted 60,000 people for Hajj. 
uh, that stadium was packed and uh, once inside you didn't even have uh, to wear your mask also so that is of course hypocrisy the highest levels that for entertainment and this is how the haram will be destroyed and this is how the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend upon those people they said they're allowing uh, entertainment and sports uh, to be uh, opened up in full swing but for those people who supported the economy throughout the years by Hajj and Umrah you know these things uh, that is uh, part of the fund- fundamental beliefs of the Muslim Ummah these things they don't allow so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deal with them very very harshly we have to object we have to speak out about these things we don't need to keep silent that uh, the haram belongs to every uh, profess, person who professes the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ji Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, Mufti Sahib, talking about the end times, talking about eschatology, bringing in Dajjal. Has he arrived? You know, taking religion away, uh, making uh, people paranoid. You must have the vaccination, uh, food uh, supplies, uh, you know, bringing that paranoia about. And if you're not vaccinated, you don't get a job. And if you're not vaccinated, you can't fly. And if you're not vaccinated, perhaps you won't get your chow. If you're not va- vaccinated, you won't have money in your bank. Mufti Sahib. Tell me, has the Dajjal landed? Dajjal has been there since the time of Rasulullah the famous Sahab, you know, that he actually stumbled upon him uh, in a cave somewhere. They got lost for a month or so on the ship, and then he stumbled upon him and upon the beast who is guarding the cave where the Dajjal is being kept. And he went back and reported to Rasulullah So Dajjal's web has already been uh, out there. It's been cast over the, this uh, world, and uh, we have seen these satanic big pharma companies forcing the people now uh, leave alone all other things that soon you won't be able to buy basic food. You won't be able, it's already happening in Saudi, you can't go into a supermarket without producing this uh, vaccine card, which has been proven uh, uh, not even to be effective, Shafat. We've seen uh, Sapra uh, last week, we spoke about it, 28 people died so far, even more died because of the vaccine, so they're forcing you, uh, and they're forcing depopulation through this vaccine they're trying to control a religion also through this vaccine everything about a vaccine so now you can see it's not about COVID it has never been uh, about COVID you know because they're not encouraging alternative treatments and, and remedies it's all about the vaccine and sadly the Saudi regime has been captured by all of this as well and uh, that's why we need to condemn it in the strongest uh, possible way even the teachers uh, I think they're the only uh, people here applying their brains because more than 9,000 uh, has absolutely refused uh, to take the vaccine and uh, the government is threatening them also uh, blaming everything that's happening now and the biggest uh, uh, sad, or saddest part of this whole thing Shafat is that those who are vaccinated they are blaming the unvaccinated for spreading the virus which is also the biggest lie so all part of the jails plotting and planning G. Now Mufti Saab explain this to me Israel is uh, not allowing people that are vaccinated to enter Israel. What's this all about, Mufti Saab? Yes, they're not allowing people because of the Delta variant. You see, they were the greediest people, as the Quran explains, that they're the greediest people uh, when it comes to life. They want, uh, they want the longest life expectancy, etc. The Quran says, even if they're given a thousand years, they won't be satisfied. Now, they, they were all vaccinated. I think they've achieved herd immunity as well, but that was for the Alpha variant. Now, the Delta variant is doing its rounds, and uh, Israel is saying that uh, the current vaccines is not effective uh, in stopping the spread of the Delta, and they'll be many other variants as well so it's been so why uh, that's 
my question, Shafat, why take the vaccine in the first place if it, be, it is uh, uh, not effective for, for the other variants? So they're not allowing people in. And this, despite last month, they, they've uh, eased up on most restrictions. People could go anywhere, no mask, etc. And then two weeks later, they made a U-turn. So this is the madness that is going on in the world. Life has basically come to a complete standstill. This is when you, uh, you forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in charge of everything. If Allah wants to afflict you with COVID-19, you will get it even if you have taken the vaccine, G. Well, you heard what Mufti Saab says there. The world, the things of this world proceeds by divine decree and not by man's administration. Yeah. Think about it, man. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. So much noise about uh, that marriage bill and uh, petitions uh, doing its uh, rounds. Should we sign it, uh, Mufti Saab? Yes, it's again in the spotlight, Shifat. I think uh, after an 11-year pause or so, because in 2010, 2011, uh, this thing also uh, popped up. Uh, you know, I see more fitness coming to this ummah. One after the other, we can't even cope anymore. So the marriages, bill, uh, we do not need the recognition from anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us recognition. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even recognized the marriages of the non-Muslims in the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in Surah Al-Hab, that his wife, you know, the wife of Abu Lahab, so Allah acknowledges the marriages of uh, these people as well. So I don't know why we should be worried. What is more concerning is the fact they want to alter and change the Sharia and subvert the uh, Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that it conforms to secular law. So many, many strange things will be happening if this bill is passed. For example, inheritance will be uh, affected. That, uh, and then when spouses terminate their marriage also, uh, you will have to pay and uh, sustain the wife even post in the period. Uh, and uh, all these things uh, will be happening, uh, Shafat, polyandry, and all uh, other haram things that the Quran is prohibited. So yes, uh, what is happening now, people are saying, uh, or, or at least Uksa is saying that they are representing the majority of South African Muslims which is a complete lie. There's many, many uh, ulama that is opposed us vehemently, and there's uh, from the public sector as well that is opposed us. So we should sign the petition that uh, not in our name, Uksa, you're representing yourself. There's other bodies out there also. So stand up for the hak. It is the duty of every Muslim to speak out against uh, this particular bill in its current form. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, I mean, uh, is it permissible to play chess in your spare time? Chess is prohibitively disliked in the Hanafi madhab. You know, there's one hadith that says that uh, when a person uh, plays chess, it is as if he's uh, soiled his hands in the blood of swine, Shafat. So that is the seriousness of it. And then it is a pastime sport. So it becomes addictive and it will hinder and distract you from your salah and ibadah as well. So that's why in the Hanafi madhab, it is not uh, permissible for people to engage in this playing chess and teaching chess as well. We should refrain from this, you know, in Engage. We're living in difficult times now. We need the rahmah of Allah. We need Allah's maghfirah and forgiveness also. So engage. Rather increase in your ibadah than uh, consuming uh, and having your time consumed through these uh, actions, which is absolutely no reward, no benefit, and only blame at the end of the day, G. G. Mufti Saab. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shaf. Looking at the proposed marriage bill, would you concur it is a good time now to... Um, uh, to marry a second wife uh, before the bill is passed. Hey, by interest, <laughs> Very, very good question. Yes, one of the things when uh, the marriage bill is passed, that it won't be so easy for those people who have the intention of bringing someone else 
into wedlock in a halal permissible manner. It will be very, very difficult. The courts will scrutinize you, your income, etc. Uh, even if you and the spouses agree mutually, uh, that won't be uh, happening so easily. You know? So this is part of uh, the kufr that the courts is imposing upon. And you can't blame the courts because they don't have Islam as a constitution. But we, as a Muslims, we have our constitution, Shafat, which is uh, the Quran. So those who want to do that action now, this will be the per- perfect uh, time for them to do it, inshallah. Gee. Mufti Saba, looking, the questions are already flying here, already flying here. Uh, this uh, message says, Mufti, if the virus is uh, man-made, Will those who died of it still be regarded as martyrs? Very good question. You see, Shafat, uh, nothing is man-made. Everything comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because uh, coronavirus has been in, in existence uh, for long. There's four different types of uh, coronaviruses. You know, What we can say is because of the gain of function, uh, or the gain of threat is it is known where a virus is manipulated and it is studied and it is actually modified so that it can be more detrimental when it is exposed into the wild amongst the people like what they did in Wuhan. So yes, it is man-manipulated, not man-made. There's a difference between the two. So then, of course, if that is the case, then they've actually killed a lot of people uh, by manipulating this virus and setting it free upon the people, whether it is leaked or whether it is uh, been uh, uh, spread uh, accidentally, doesn't matter really. But those people who die of this particular virus, inshallah, they will still be regarded as a shaheed, as martyrs in the court of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, because they've been afflicted with something that has literally or basically destroyed their organs, particularly their lungs, and it has suffocated them to such an extent that they couldn't breathe properly. So with all those difficulties, inshallah, if the person's intention is uh, correct, that he's hoping for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through all this uh, difficulty, then he will be raised as a martyr, inshallah. Inshallah. What is the ruling on a masjid or allowing drive-through vaccines but remain closed for salah? Uh, Shafat, I, I'm also, uh, you know, I'm also surprised by something like this. We will allow people, and we've seen pictures on social media of cars parking such a long distance of cars uh, standing there ready to go for the vaccine. But at the time of Adhan, it is silent. Uh, the people cannot enter the masjid uh, to perform salah. Something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained. The virus also comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have a choice there. Either perform salah, and when you die, you die as a good Muslim. Instead, you opting to go and put those poison in your body where in the masjid grounds from all the places. See, we've already brought alcohol to the masjid in the form of sanitizers. Now we're bringing something that is filled with haram ingredients into the masjid. What sanctity of the masjid is left you uh, people out there? Please tell me for once that what sanctity is there, what respect is there left for the house of Allah if we bring all these haram things to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we're preventing people from salah. So such a masjid uh, that is not uh, actively known as a masjid shafat it could be a temple or anything else, but it can't be a masjid because you have to give preference for salah and not preference for what the government has uh, ordained. Gee. This uh, message says, uh, Mufti Saab and Chef, I'm far from the maddening crowd. I'm confused by government. I'm confused by the ulama. And, and now I'm in my own cave of Hira. I'm having peace. I'm having sukun. I love my Allah. I love my Quran. I'm not letting uh, these people dictate to me because they irritate me. <laughs> How do you respond to that message, Mufti Sam? 
I salute such a person. I said it uh, many months ago on my Lodium tour. I told the people that listen here soon, everything will become mandatory. Uh, get yourself a small piece of land and, uh, you know, just go away, go off grid. This is what I actually told the people. Uh, take the advice of Rasulullah, get a few sheep uh, because it is protein, it is wool also, so you can do your own adnatwe from there. So this was the wisdom when Rasulullah told us to, to move to a mountainous place, etc. So you are right, you know, as long as you have time to worship in like Ibad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unhindered there's no hindrance from the outside crowd and you are far better off than the rest of us that has to succumb to these uh, evil laws that are being dictated draconian laws that are being enforced upon the people making them slaves again Shafat you must remember the era of uh, Fir'aun is back and it's dawn upon us again although it is in a more severe form because now we don't know uh, the faces behind the people that are pulling the strings. We only hear about names, but there's so many involved in enslaving humanity right now that it is unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. The intelligence of a normal uh, Muslim, it is being insulted, and somehow we cannot apply our brains to make sense of all of this, G. Well, people, the herded mentality. Mufti says, get a herd of sheep. Get sheep and go. Get off the grid. I love that. I really love that, Mufti Saab. And if you get off the grid, they'll find you. They will come and find you. Anyway, let's move on, Mufti Saab. Mufti, <laughs> Mufti, is it permissible to take out a student loan to pay for my tuition? Yes, you can take out a student loan, but it must be an interest-free loan, not an interest-bearing loan. Remember, most of these universities, they give an interest-bearing loan. So after your studies, you'll have to comply, you'll have to pay this loan, and it amounts to thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of rands. So uh, uh, when you graduate, you think you're going to go work, and then you're going to live a comfortable life, then you are left with all those debts. So try finding something alternative, you know, approach Muslim hands or Sanzev or your local uh, Zakat place in Argent to grant you if you are accountable a uh, student loan to pay for your tuition or get someone who is some lila also to pay for that uh, tuition instead of engaging in something which has interest Assalamu alaikum how many witnesses uh, should there be for a divorce uh, to be valid uh, it is not necessary there should be witnesses for a divorce. A husband can give uh, a divorce to his wife in the comfort of his own home without being any uh, witnesses present. So all he has to do is to tell her that he is divorcing her, you know, and he should acknowledge uh, and he should speak the truth also when confronted with uh, did he utter such a statement. He should be upfront and upright and straight and say, yes, I uttered that, you know, because it will be his word against her word. So there's no need for witnesses. Witnesses is only to enhance and strengthen the case to say that it was done according to Sharia, this conformed to the laws of Sharia, that the woman was given a divorce, you know, but generally, even if there are no witnesses, the divorce will still be considered reality. Mufti Saab, is it uh, true that we should avoid cupping on a Wednesday? I think, Shafat, one poster was making its rounds on uh, on social media, uh, one hadith coming in Ibn Umar and Al-Bazar saying that uh, a person should not uh, perform cupping on a Wednesday because it can lead to some sort of uh, um, um, physical, you know. So that hadith is there. It is weak in the chain of um, uh, narrators. There is some weakness in there. But uh, nevertheless, uh, in Fatul Bari, the commentary of, uh, of uh, Sahih al-Bukhari, that uh, Ibn Hajar mentions there that uh, Imam Ahmad bin Hamal has said that speaking from experience that people uh, that engage in uh, cupping on Wednesday, they, uh, someone has actually uh, became ill after that, you know, so we 
should take heed and warning from uh, the prohibitions of the hadith, even if it is weak. But uh, generally, you can do it if there's no other day in the person is specified Wednesday for you, then you can do the cutting on that day also, G. To what extent uh, should we cut ties with someone who exited Islam, Muftisab? Yes, if a person become a murtad in a prostate, uh, remember as we treat COVID now and COVID patients, we hardly go near to them. This is the same thing that we should apply to those people who have left Islam. The only communication we can have with those who, that has exited Islam, may Allah protect us all, is a debt of da'wah. You can go to that person and give that person da'wah and uh, recall that person to the fold of Islam, ask him to re-enter Islam, you know, and uh, give that person da'wah, of course, in a beautiful way also. Other than that, no social uh, gatherings, no uh, smiling, no, uh, you know, how we normally treat people uh, that we can't do because uh, then we are condoning uh, a grievous sin that that person has committed and it is by rejecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for some other sort of religion or for some whatever the intention was for him exiting Islam, you cannot justify it. So be very, very careful. Even, even if it's our own sons or daughters, I've seen cases like that also where sons and daughters have exited Islam and the parents, uh, they uh, continue normally as if nothing has happened. Allah will take you to task for that also. So please uh, call these people back towards Islam. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. I told the person that I would pay for their studies, but with COVID now, I have a reduced income. Can I get out of this agreement, Mufti? Yes, you can get out of the agreement. The agreement was done verbally, so of course it will be non-binding upon you if uh, you have found yourself in such a situation whereby uh, the situation requires you uh, and your reduced funding, uh, where it is only, uh, you know, some sort of funding that you have for yourself to make ends meet, so you can put yourself in difficulty also, and it is a charitable act also an act of kindness that you've committed to helping such a person. It has happened a lot of times, even in our study days, uh, sponsors just uh, dropped you because of some sort of reason. Life goes on, Shafat. You can uh, exit from that. You have to be uh, at least a human and uh, apply ethics and tell the person that I cannot afford to uh, support you on that uh, level anymore. But inshallah, if things uh, get better in the future, then I will recommit myself to yeah, Mufti Saab, the time's really flying here. Yeah, let me choose that question there. Yeah, yeah, that one there, Yusuf. Little lower, yeah. What does the government do with the looted loot that they recover? Can we purchase it, Mufti Saab? Very good question. I see the army is taking back things, or the police are taking back bridges and uh, groceries, etc. We don't know where it ends up so far because how they're going to prove uh, from which uh, shop it was looted. It, it's very, very difficult. Things don't have price tags on, with name tags on nowadays. It is just a barcode that is scanned at the bottom of the aisle, you know, on the shelf. So it will be very, very difficult uh, to, to, to prove that it belongs to a particular shop. My advice would be not to purchase any uh, looted goods. It is haram. You can't purchase something that was stolen also. Even if the government puts it up for sale afterwards, it has been taken forcefully from uh, these shopkeepers. You know, stay away from that. There will be no barakah in such a dealing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Absolutely, Mufti Saab. And uh, brilliant indeed. Uh, your parting words? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate this ummah shafat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replace everything that was taken during the looting and the rise. Allah protect the community of Kaizid and the rest of South Africa and the globe, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our mufti, Brian Smith. Absolutely brilliant and a, a big jazakallah khaira to you, you and you for sending in those questions.
Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.